Boss Man Show. Another week, another show. I hope y'all enjoying the new BossManRadioShow.com website. Thanks to the web designer himself, the one and only John Beckler, who put that together. Hope you're enjoying your Fox Sports News, your audio boom. You got the audio boom nesting to all the old shows, audio boom. New segments, you hit hit the play button, you can hear them. If you want to the whole hour, you can listen to the segments, so it's all good. So we got that going on the box. People, we have a great show for you this week. We have Mark Godfrey, Cal State Northridge, Richard Barron, Maine. We got also Walter McCarty, Evansville, the Purple Ace, John. Why that? I had I want to go gamble, John. The Purple Ace. I want to go gamble. Like an ace card or something in the hole. Also, got a boss report for you. Emails. You know, and we may be joined by the man himself from Memphis, J.C. Smith. We never know. J.C.'s like a, like a wild card, John. He may be here. He may not be here. <laughs> we just kind of reserve him a spot in case he shows up but don't show up. Ain't that right, John? If the call comes, the call comes, man. That's all there is to it. <laughs> like, okay, let's be real. If I show in Atlanta, we would book him every week with the idea that he may or may not call. <laughs> It's a 50-50 proposition with Mr. Smith. It's just the way it is. <laughs> exactly. It's like, hmm, we, we'll, buy, we'll book this spot for you with the ideas you may call or you may not call. But, that's, but it's all good. That's you have one of the things we love about him, right? Exactly. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And also, John. Tell the people about the website that you put together and your thoughts behind it and what's coming up with the website as you got as you completely developed this website, how it look on the mobile side of things and what are we looking forward going forward with the BostonRadio.com? Well basically that we did uh, recently what you're seeing now is kind of a soft launch and we tried to make everything more streamlined, clean, uh, easier to interact with, easier to find uh, the, the weak segments. Uh, easier to interact with the player, the, the audio player. Uh, we also added on some additional content through foxsportsnet.com, so you can hop on there and get scores and news and all that type of stuff right on the homepage. Um, and we've also got, now with a soft launch, some feedback coming in from listeners who are using the site on a regular basis, and they're giving us some ideas of what we can and, and should do uh, that would make things you know more... Uh, appealing to them and to you uh, and the listeners. So that's something that's kind of working uh, in our favor. So we're going to Im- implement some of those things as we go. We're going to add some additional tabs on there, ways to contact us, uh, ways to listen to uh, different types of of the apps that JR is always dropping on you, You know, ways to get into uh, other types of media that we might have, video, uh, images that JR might collect when he's out on the road, things of that nature. So there's a lot of stuff that's coming down the line. Uh, with the website, and we're looking to have it up uh, by the end of the month, right, man? Yes, indeed. And uh, and you know what? It's going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great. Uh, I'll tell you what, John's doing a great job with that. And also, John, like I said, the apps. The apps is this. Audio Boom. I'm sure about the Audio Boom is that main app right there, the main uh, pressure point for us for the hour block of the show so if you want the hour block the full like hours hour one hour two because i'll be honest with you guys i don't want to put it all together because who listen two hours straight you know what i'm saying so i really give you an hour block a piece so hour one 
I was going to give you a full two-hour block, three-hour block, four-hour block, whatever you choose to put out there each week. Because we, we give you – Audio Boom gets the best of the Boss Man Show, okay? We have four hours. You got four hours. But we're giving you the best one or two. Or three if we so choose to. Or four if it's all hours, because we give you all four. But I want you all to understand, so I want you to consume a certain way. So the website, BossManShow.com, is where you consume the single – if you want the full blast on on a ride home or you're in the office, you got to, you know, you, you work work from home, you're able to plug in, working out, that hour is there for you. The single segment is there for you as well. You can just, if you want to hear the boss report, you can go right to it there on the website. Also, iHeartRadio, Deezer, Cash, CastBox, Stitcher, Spreaker, iTunes, I'll be TuneIn Radio, we got a lot of apps out there for you guys for us to check out the Boss Man Show. Radio Public as well. Can't forget about Spotify. So all those major music apps, streaming apps, we're there. We're syndicated through all these different sites. So syndication is real, people. We have syndicated this show through these mobile apps for you. So you can get to it any place, anytime you want to go. John, it's very valuable to be into the show. It'll be on your iPad, your tablet, your phone, your desktop, or your, even your, your tower at home, John. I use the, yeah. I use the just the, the mini players up on the top of the website because I like to hit it segment by segment. But sometimes, you know, if I'm driving Jr. and I'm like I got like 45 minutes to an hour, I'll just hit the audio boom and I can hit that the whole hour and I don't have to mess with it. You know what I'm saying? And then I can like listen back to some of the nonsense that you and I talk about during the email segments. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm scared they might run off Doctor Burnett. No. Jay Monique, I'm scared about that. No, well, hey, listen, man. We, we, you know, we'll just still have to like uh, ease them into it. You know what I'm saying? We'll, you'll have to ease them on into it. Think about this: we ran off, we ran off the beautiful sister Tony. She never showed back up after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Well, hey, listen, man. You know, it's an acquired Travis taste. Williams couldn't handle it. He was too godly for it. He couldn't handle it. Then the original, the, the original boss reform uh, guest was just <laughs> exactly, yeah, that guy <laughs> couldn't handle it. So, job article emails holla bossreform.com is holla h o l l like holla at you or holla at you. So, holla h o l l a at bossmanradioshow.com. You get send us your emails. We wish they were more coherent, but we know it's you all. You don't give us anything coherent. We just know that about you people. Won't be coherent. We got we got three 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 today. It's not even gonna be nowhere near coherent. Also, check us out there. Like also, John, the Twitter feed, Boss Man Show, up to uh, I think almost thirteen thousand followers. I think almost thirteen thousand followers. I have almost twenty two thousand followers on Twitter. Uh. Uh. Instagram, uh, Boss Man Show got 10,000. JR got 5,000. What's up with that, people? Instagram, follow your boy. Facebook, like the page. It's all good. So, you know, we got a lot of things going on in the Boss Man Show. Good stuff. Great content. We're trying to get you the best guests possible, but there are some PR people, SIDs, no names mentioned people, who have to be buttholes to John and myself. So don't think we're not trying. But we have good guests anyway. But still, we want to get you those bigger names we try. It's not it's not for us not trying. It's just for people, you know, acting funny, not holding up in their end of the deal, John. As John, John, just don't you like laugh at these PR emails that we get back sometimes from these <laughs> jokers? Yeah. 
<laughs> like, listen, if you if your man can't come on the show or doesn't want to, just say so. It ain't gonna hurt our feelings. Don't come at don't come at us with some made, made up stuff like, oh, coach has got a bad bunion today. <laughs> He's gonna have to deal with that. Um, not gonna be able to do the show. So, and I just say, listen, man, you know, we don't know you. <laughs> we don't want to come on your show. That's cool. <laughs> we'll move on to the next. It's all good. I would, yeah, I would yeah. accept it. That's actually a real response. Right. It is all good. <laughs> there are other people to talk to. Yes. Because John in my phone is filled with coaches and different reporters. We can call on moment's notice. Okay. Like my man T-Bone Williams, Tony T-Bone Williams. Anytime. He's on the show. Just text away. So, folks. Great show for you. Like I said, we got Dr. Vernette, Rich Richard Barron, got Mark Godfrey, Walter McCarty, emails, boss report, maybe a visit from Mr. Mr. Smith. We don't know. He could be a Coles, John, or Donks, or <laughs> Dennis Schroeder's Hookah Bar. Could be a Dennis Schroeder's Hookah Emporium. <laughs> Turning it into a strip club. No, no, Mr. Smith. So. Stick and people, the Boss Man Show's off and running. We got a great show for you, JR and John, Boss Man Show, Boss Man Network. Let's get it. your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions. Also, a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Man show. I'd be joined by the coach of the Maine Black Bears, Coach Richard Barron, on the show with Coach Barron. I know a dead period's coming up here real soon. I'll be happy about that. Happy about that, Coach. Get you some, get you a little break here, man. Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be on with you. It's a beautiful day up here in Maine, and I'm uh, driving home after watching some uh, middle school softball, watching my girls play. Oh, I hear that because you got to love to be able to balance your family and watch your girls play in between taking this new job here being the men's coach at Maine. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been a whirlwind the first uh, couple months, but uh, we feel like we made a lot of progress and um, got some good people to, to join the program, both as coaches and as players. And, um, you know, being from here, we already kind of know that, uh, you know, what to expect. So we're excited. Now, Coach, what does it mean to you, Coach, to be able to transition from being the women's coach for for a good stretch there now to being a men's coach? How does it mean to anybody start that much of you to make you the men's coach now going forward after coach the women's team for so long? Well, I, I mean, I think it's really a, a blessing uh, that I'm in a place where 
I was valued and, and appreciated enough that they wanted me to stay. And um, that it was a place that we wanted to stay as well. You know, we felt good about as um, a family. And um, so uh, very happy raising our kids here. Um, we've <clears throat> my, my children were born in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, when my wife and I coached there, we lived at um, Waco, Texas, when I coached at Baylor, Raleigh, North Carolina. But for them, they really remember being in Maine. So we've been here for a little over seven years. And so for most of their, uh, you know, kind of uh, childhood, they, they kind of consider themselves Mainers. So it's great for us that we can stay in a, a place where, um, you know, we feel like we're appreciated, we're, we're loved, we love the place, and just a lot of good people here, just like everywhere else. So, Coach, you know, moving, making that transition uh, from the women's game to the men's game, what do you feel is be the biggest adjustment uh, as, as you come in to uh, to making that switch? Is it going to be on-court, off-court, a combination of both? Where do you see, um, you know, maybe running into some, some issues as far as making that transition? Well, I hope. I hope it's a pretty smooth one, um, but, you know, I, I think we'll just have to figure those out when they come. I, I've i found that so far, you know, coaching the guys, uh, and I've coached men before. Uh, obviously, I am one, so it's not that big an adjustment. Um, and I think coaching is coaching. I really do. And so in the time that we've had on the court and uh, the recruiting that we've done, I haven't really noticed much of a difference, but – I think the biggest thing for me personally will be kind of adjusting to the speed of the game and just in terms of how I'm evaluating talent, um, you know, making those sort of um, relative comparisons. I mean, it's really easy to go and watch somebody and say, okay, they're good. Um, it's very difficult to watch somebody and say they're better than someone else. That's uh, Those kind of gray areas are often where – you can really make a difference as a coach, and, and I think that's something that's going to take a little bit of time to adjust it. And, uh, Coach, uh, in your in your recruiting and roster-building playing or outlook here, are you going to be more of a high school freshman type, JUCO, grad transfer, or international, even if you want to go that route? Yeah, we've, we've brought in a lot of international players this year. We have seven new players coming in to the team, and we felt like we wanted to balance out classes. So we have um, – we have a junior college player who was a four-year kid, uh, went 4 to 4 and we have a four-year uh, transfer from Texas State who will be sitting out for a year. Then we have three international qualifiers who played one year of junior college, so they all have three years of immediate eligibility. And then we have two uh, freshmen. One is a 6'9 kid from Canada, from Toronto, who did a prep school year here in Maine. The other is Mr. Basketball from the state of Maine. Gatorade Player of the Year here, so we've we've got some uh, a lot of international flavor, um, but we've spread it out in the classes, and all of them have played in the states, and many of them in Maine. So um, we'll always look at you know close to home for players, but Maine's not a place where we're probably going to be able to fill our entire roster. And I've had success on the women's side recruiting internationally. Um, you know we're not a, we're not like it was when I was in Texas. Uh, you know there was so much talent in Texas. Uh, that everybody could eat down there. Uh, you had a lot of Division One schools. Even in North Carolina, there were 17 Division One schools. We're the only Division One school up here in Maine, and so it's gonna. Um, we're gonna have to spread out a little bit more. Uh, we'll look at Canada. We'll look internationally, and we'll certainly uh, focus on New England too. Now, Coach, when the team gets on the court, 
what is it that you want people to notice when they watch your team play this season and beyond? Um, what are some of the things that you want spectators to take away after watching you in action? Um, what are you going to, you know, kind of uh, impress upon your team uh, to, you know, to, to represent the school when they go out there on a nightly basis? Sure. Well, I mean, first of all, we want to recruit high character kids who are good students and who are involved in the community. And so we'll, we hope that uh, there's a sense of connection between the players and the crowd, you know, the fans, and that when they're, they're watching them play, they feel like they know the players that are out there. That's for our second. I think we want, um, we want to be fundamentally sound. We want to play uh, a game that's, that's pretty to watch, you know, we, uh, nice aesthetics. We uh, tend not to dribble the ball a lot. We're the antithesis of uh, the kind of dribble drive offense. Um, we're a team that's going to score off the ball a lot, a lot of screening. Uh, the ball needs to be a little more quiet, uh, play with five people instead of one. And defensively, we uh, do a lot of different things. Play some man, we'll do some matchup zone. Um, but again, we're trying to be fundamentally sound and help our kids make good decisions. So hopefully our crowd, our fans, can appreciate the, the quality of basketball that we play and the decision-making that we um, execute on the floor. Folks, we have Richard Barron of the Maine Black Bears with John and myself here on the Boss Man Show. Now, Coach, uh, in the time you've had on court with the guys in the spring and ability to get on the court with the guys before I was week during, during, during the summertime here, before, up for two hours a week, which is a good thing, how do you go about implementing your schemes on court and also the relationships with the guys off the court so you all can be a cohesive unit come the fall time when practice kick, kicks off there? Yeah, well, we're going to take advantage of the uh, opportunity to go overseas. Uh, it's actually we'll be going over the Gulf. We'll go down to Costa Rica and play. So that will give us some extra practice time in August and the chance to play some um, international teams down there. And uh, I think that will give us a big head start on that. Um, so that's first. Uh, I think I think you're constantly adjusting. You know, uh, we don't want to be so rigid that uh, you know we can't figure out the best way for our guys to play and to take advantage of the skill sets that they have. At the same time, I think you have to give them enough framework. Um, you know that it's not just a hot hodgepodge. There's got to be some, some consistency in what you expect every day. So um, we take our offense and defense. Uh, we've got to teach big concepts first. We break things down into. Um, smaller pieces, whether it's one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three sort of actions, um, both offensively and defensively, and um, then build it back up again. So that's kind of the way we teach. Uh, We do that on a daily basis. Um, There needs to be time every day for fundamentals. You know, it's a lot like, uh, you know, baseball. You know, you've got to practice hitting. You've got to get in the cage and swing the bat. You know, same thing for uh, basketball. We've got to get in the gym and shoot. Um, and there's no substitute for practice. So we got to get out there and, and get reps. We just got to do it in a way that doesn't, uh, you know, overwhelm our, ourselves and uh, physically. I think we've learned so much about um, the human body. And back in a few, you know, a few younger years ago, I was running marathons, and I learned a lot about the value of rest. And I, I think that's important uh, basketball-wise, too. And certainly we're learning a lot from um, elite-level athletes in, in terms of how they compete and the value of rest. So we, we have to make sure that we teach in ways outside just five-on-five practice. So if it's film, um, you know, walkthroughs, things like that, where we can explain things that can sink in without wearing uh, the body completely down. So, Coach, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, scheduling 
uh, specifically non-conference yeah. scheduling. How do you foresee yourself going about that aspect of the job? Are you going to have a specific intent in mind when scheduling your non-conference games? And, and if so, what is that going to be? Yeah, definitely have to, you know, scheduling's hard. You know, it's, uh, it takes two to tango kind of thing. So you can't just decide this is the schedule we're going to play. Everybody else has to agree to it also. Um, financially, we try to bring in some guarantee money to help the department as well. So we'll look at playing some uh, competitive games around the country that we can bring in some resources to help the program and the department out. Um, we want to play, you know, as good of teams as we can and try to see how well we can compete. Um, certainly want to try to raise the ro- uh, profile of the program and the university. So uh, any time that we have an opportunity to play um, games for major conferences, I think it helps with that and helps us kind of spread the message of what Maine's all about. So um, it's things that I've had success with doing on the women's side and look forward to doing again on the, on the men's side. And, Coach, who are some coaches and people who have really had an effect on you personally and professionally to help you get to the point you are today leading uh, the Maine women now, now leading the Maine men now going forward here? Yeah, going back, um, one of my biggest mentors is Terry Holland, who was the coach of Virginia for a long time and uh, also coached at, and was the AD at Davidson, uh, AD at Virginia and East Carolina. So um, he's somebody I got to know when I was a teenager and have uh, maintained a relationship with him for a long time. So I'd say he's one of the strongest mentors I have. But there are many others. Um, you know, so I think about uh, – a lot of people that I've, I've learned things from over the years. I, when I was in college, I went around and I'd worked basketball camps. Uh, it's not something that people do as much anymore, but I, I spent my entire summers, you know, driving from one camp to another. And it's amazing how many relationships, uh, you know, you develop over time. And um, so Tom Perrin, for example, is somebody who I got to know at University of Virginia, was an assistant coach then, and is now a um, sports psychologist, a PhD that um, works with some of the national teams, NBA teams, works with both men's and women's soccer teams for USA. And, um, you know, he's somebody who's had a big influence on me and somebody that I can go to as a mentor as well. Um, you know, I really got a, a, a treat being at Princeton to kind of get tapped into that family tree. Uh, I got to spend time with Pete Carrill, John Thompson, um, you know, Joe Scott, guys that I really learned a lot about the game from. So Gary Walters was the AD there as well. So a lot of really good basketball minds. And Coach, one thing that dawned on me as we've been talking here is that you, you, you're you shifting over from one side to the other. So you're, you're going and you're leaving a vacancy uh, that's been filled on the women's side. Is that any yeah. – what's the, the dynamic there? I mean, you have – typically when you come into a new job, the old coach is gone. Well, you're still there in some right. capacity – because you're on campus. Is that yeah. like a, a, a strange thing or is it something that, and I believe the, the new Not coach for the, the women's team is Amy, is it Vachon? Amy Vachon. Yeah. And Amy was my assistant and um, moved up to associate head coach during her time with me. She played at Maine and she was one of the uh, first people I hired, the person who'd been with me the longest and um, have a great relationship with Amy. Really happy for her. She's done a tremendous job. Um, when I got sick and stepped down, she, took over and um she just you know coached like a rock star and you know continued to do a great job and so i was very happy to you know kind of leave the program in her hands and was really kind of thinking about um you know what what the transition would be for me where i would go on to coach next because i didn't want to uh you know come back and and 
kick her out of the job that she had done so well. And they went to the NCAAs this year and won the conference tournament. So a uh, tremendous job by her. And I think, you know, having said that, uh, that's, you know, kind of circles back to your first question. What does it mean to me to, you know, have this opportunity? It just means that I, I really appreciate the fact that people thought enough of me that they wanted me to stick around and, and uh, you know, try to turn around the men's program. I hear that, Coach. Well, I think you're going to do a great job up there in Maine. Now, I have an Uncle Dave, who John and I are scared of, who lives in Peabody, Massachusetts. <laughs> so <laughs> he's a New England guy through and through. So I definitely have some ties up there. Definitely be looking forward to your guys' team. And, Coach, I ask you about Maine because, you know, What's I'm a Florida guy, Coach. I'm a hot weather dude. Georgia so am I. Dude. Hey, I was I was born and raised in Florida. And then uh, How you deal with that up there, Coach? How you deal with it, man? Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen. I don't know. I, I, I go down to Orlando and have a hard time now because, you know, it's, it's muggy. Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to deal with the, the humidity that I'm not used to anymore. But, you know, uh, my family's from the southeast. And you know what? They're good people everywhere you go. I, I think uh, Maine's, Maine's got a southern feel to it in a lot of ways. The big difference is when we get, a, you know, a couple feet of snow. Um, yeah, feel like snow out of the green, Coach. But, <laughs> yeah. Coach, but, uh, you know. JR doesn't even leave the house when it's it's like uh, below forty. He's he call he's, he calls in sick that day. That's not that's not his. Style. Yeah, well, I, listen. That the biggest thing is our crawdads. We measure in pounds, you know. Um, so that's when we have a crawdad boil. It's a it, it's a lobster boil up here. So, but that's about you know that's about the biggest difference. I hear that. Well, Coach Barron, look forward to talking to you again down the road. We enjoyed our conversation with you today, Coach. We love to do it with you in the fall before things get kicked off with you. See how the guys have some how your trip was overseas, Costa Rica, and see how you, how, you, how everything going with the fall practice for you, Coach. But thank you again for your time today. We really, well, thank really, you. really love it, man. Hey, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to do two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today. True Speech and 313 Fresh Family Grind ENT. Believe in it. Get it. John, these emails this week already look crazy and off the wall, my man. 
Are you ready to delve into the world of these clowns who write our show every week? <laughs> I I was until I looked at the names that these people put on the first first email out of the gate. So <laughs> we'll see if I'm. I think I'm ready, but we'll find out. <laughs> yes, indeed. We got three emails for you. Email number one. It starts off like this. Oh, it's horrible, John. Glasgow Howard and Sri Link Masonship. I like that one, John. I don't even know, bro. I got something for you, though. <laughs> Sri Link Masonship. My, my, my. I have an issue with Date. Date was young. Date was woman. Date was at bar. Date annoyed me. Date on appetizer. I on appetizer. Even. Right? Trucker. Tricks a rose. Date order entree. Raises eyebrow. Alerts inner feelings. Date sends entree back for recookle. Okay. Entree comes. Date eats. My motion wanes. Okay. Date goes to room of rest. Date order entree to go. Date order desert to go. God, desert, desert. Date order carbon drink to go. My inner feelings boil. I feel like greeting and fellowshipping was besmirched by date. Is this proper etiquette? I'm freshly disbanded from old woman. You gentlemen enlightened me, signed Colin. <laughs> I love how Colin's email, A, it's got that, like, C-spot run, you know, feel to it. Like, date was young. Date was woman. It's like, it's almost like a Dr. Seuss book, right? Like, exactly. Uh, okay, so first of all, Glasgow Howard and Sherlink Masonship sound like two dudes that got signed to a, a college team from the international squad, right? Like, they're exactly. international recruits, right? Like, when I, when I heard... Sherlink Masonship, the name Detlef Shrimp popped into my head. I don't know why. I don't know why. That's the first well, name. For me, popped it was William in my Shakespeare head. or Mister. Right. Something I don't know. So I don't know where the hell those names came from. <laughs> oh, those are the best ones we've had in a while. So I'm not going to go through every single line of this from Colin, but what it sounds like is everything was fine. Okay, at the beginning, like the. He had a date with a woman. Uh, she started to annoy him. She ordered an appetizer, whatever. He ordered an appetizer. That's normal. Uh, they get entrees. He says he raises his eyebrow at that because he maybe he wasn't expecting her to order an entree because they were at the bar. Is what I'm getting. Like they they weren't sitting like at a dining table. Yeah, it seemed like the, the he thought appetizers and drinks were, was the night. Right, and that's fair. That's fair. So, but whatever. She she orders an entree. She's hungry. Okay, that's cool. Sends it back to get recooked or recookle, as Colin says. Um, I guess. Like, I don't. I'm not somebody that'll send something back to the kitchen unless it's really, really undercooked. Like, if you send me a piece of chicken and it's not cooked through, then obviously I'm gonna send that back. Um, I eat my my beef products fairly rare, so that doesn't bother me too much. But. Um, yeah, I'm not really sending anything back unless it's really funktacular. Um, so whatever. And then she goes to the bathroom, comes back and orders an entree to go, a dessert to go, a drink to go. Yeah, dude, my feelings would boil too. Like, like what? You don't start ordering stuff to go. Like, what? 
This is not. I'm not like go take a new grocery shopping after this. Exactly. Like, we're, just, we're just hanging at the bar, having a drink. Okay, you want to get an appetizer? Cool. Order an entree? Okay, I guess. But that's why you're supposed to go to uh, Applebee's, right, Jr. I mean, yeah. that's that's why that is the side piece, the capital of the world. Like you get the two for twenty. Exactly. And you got to worry about it. I don't know. I just I, I I would I agree with you, Colin. Like I agree, you should be a little bit upset. Um, you know, not necessarily at the entree, but everything after that. Yeah. Like if somebody starts ordering stuff to go, like I wouldn't say anything about it. I'd just be polite and be like, all right, whatever, do what you got to do. But I said I definitely won't be calling that chick back for sure because um, it's rude. And she obviously didn't really have any respect for you in that regard. So you know. Yeah, I think you're you're right. It is not it is not proper etiquette is one is what you asked at the end there, Colin. No, I don't feel that is proper etiquette, Jr. I, I agree with you both wholeheartedly. Uh, she was wrong, and I'm, I'm with John. She'll be blocked on everything. You can't call me, text me, because I'm through with you. Because I'm through with you. Well, <laughs> this next email is coming up. It's kind of a long one, Jr. I know, man. You might have trouble with this one, bro. Coming to us from Montel. In East Rutherford, New Jersey. The Meadowlands, ain't it? The Meadowlands. The Meadowlands, yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, this is from Montel in East Rutherford. Listener email, JR. Jason and Jeremy. That it's us, apparently. Look, geez. I took this trip. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> he said, This is not me speaking. I want to clarify. <laughs> Look, geez. I took this tramp out to TJ Maxx this Friday. We cool or whatever. Chilling for the most. Drinks, afternoon meal, and such. Okay, or whatever. We this is supposed to be supposed. We supposed to supposed to heading in the same direction or something. You dig? Went in the wrong direction when the trick tried to order a meal to go, and I said, <laughs> "Trick threw a margarita on me, and I hit that heifer with the left, right, left combo and left the bar." <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god, this is wild, man. What's wrong with the trick at TJ Maxx Fridays? When these baby carriers get like this, I'm not a bag sucker. Rap with me. JR, rap with him. Oh, again, that's Montel and East Rutherford. Wow, this is a whole bag of bag of stuff here, JR. Fire away, man. First of all, you mean TJ Fridays on there, not TJ Maxx Fridays? <laughs> At first, I thought he was taking her shopping to TJ Maxx. <laughs> I think he means TJ. Why not quote TJ Maxx products? Okay, I got you. Drinks, afternoon meal, and such. Okay, it sounds cool. We're supposed to go in the same direction or something. I got you. Yeah. Order me with a go, and I said no. She gonna throw a drink on you. That's messed up. But she hit it with that left, right, left, come up the bar. So you, you didn't pay. Well, well you got. Well, look, John. Look at you got away with, with, with the meal for free, obviously. You know? Yeah. But, TJ, I, I wouldn't be, not, I mean, Montel, I wouldn't be hitting her with a left right if she's going to drink on you. I would have calmly just walked out. Just tap on her, baby. Yeah, I think he's being a little a little tongue-in-cheek saying that he hit her with a left-right-left combo. I don't think he actually actually did that, but... You know, what's wrong with Tricky TJ Fridays? Uh, she's a gold digger. She don't respect you. Kind of always somebody to told Colin, don't respect you. She was out for a free meal or extra meal out of, out of you trying to see if you're a sucker. You a trick. When these baby characters get like this, you mean a woman, my man? 
See, I wouldn't even like if, if I wouldn't even care if it was approached in a way that was respectful. So if, if I was in this scenario and and the woman said to me, "Hey, I got do you mind if I get a meal to go?" I gotta like when I go home I gotta hop on the computer do a bunch of work I don't have time to grab something for later tonight and I, I don't have any food at home do you, do you mind you know if they just like asked you know and said why okay like I don't really have a problem with that but if you're just like take it upon yourself to order a meal to go without even like saying anything sharing it with me or just only... and it's not even like a you know like a chauvinist type thing like I gotta approve or not but it's just like it's rude to not do that it's, 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 not, it's just out of respect like if you if you present it to me in a certain way I'd be like okay cool at least you have respect about it you know what I'm saying right or like just shoe on the other like, foot what yeah shoe on the other foot JR shoe on the other foot if you if, if a woman told you hey I'm gonna take you out tonight um, you know on my, my tree because you helped me out do this or that or whatever and you just started ordering stuff to go left and right she's gonna think you're a bum Right, Amen. Unless you say something like, "Hey, baby, I gotta go do this type of thing, whatever." Later, I'm gonna be really busy and got a food home. You mind if I order like a small burger to go or whatever? She'd probably be like, "I don't care. Get whatever you want," just because of the respect factor. Exactly. So, yeah, my man. Uh, look, just don't go out of will no more. Uh, leave her, leave her be, and don't be hitting no woman over the. And she's done. She's done no drinking. She, she was wrong for that. Next time, if you, if you, if you did hit her, you should walk away. Future, walk away. If a woman on a date with me tripping, I'm walking out. Yeah, I mean, you never, never hit a woman. I don't think you. I think that's just Montel being, you know, being big in his words here in an email. But you know, you know, listen, you don't ever hit a woman, right? I mean, that's just you, you ain't no type of man if you're doing that. Yeah. So Montel, please hope you can do that. Be better this time, brother. Hope that helped you. And last email day, John is Josh and Ashiel. Gonzalez, a shield. How you doing, brother? A shield. There was a story on social media that went viral about a man named Eric cutting a date short with a lady after she got in the field after he was trying to let her get three meals to go after her kids at home on their first date. What are your thoughts on that? Was she wrong or he wrong? Dwayne in the city of Compton, Compton. NWA, baby. <laughs> Dwayne, I mean, definitely she was wrong. I mean, for sure. I mean, I, I don't... That's just taking advantage of somebody, okay? That's just taking advantage of somebody. That's all. That's the, the only way I look at it. Now, it's one thing... I I, I can't imagine being in this position. I mean, I, I... You know, when somebody says, hey, it's three meals to go for my kids at home, well... I mean, if you don't, if you don't have the wherewithal to have meals at home for your kids, I mean, I'm not saying you can't date, but maybe you should just have the dude come over to the house or whatever. I mean, if you if you feel that comfortable telling him that your kids aren't eating because you're out on a date and you're trying to get food for you know, food for them, just be straight up with them. Hey, look, we want you to come over tonight. Bring some groceries. I'll cook you dinner. You know, have dinner with me and the kids. You know, that's a better way of going about it, in my mind. But I don't know, JR. I think it's rude to do something like that, especially you bringing the kids into the mix. Now the dude's going to feel, you know, guilty because he's not helping you out with the kids, right? Yup. I'm with you on there, John. Uh, Yeah, it's not cool. It's not respectful. Shouldn't do it. The golden rule, ladies. Golden rule. If you want to let you want to, if 
you was the one having to pay, would you be cool with this? That's all. It was you. And, and why not, like, if you're, if, if that's the situation, like, you need to bring food home to the kids, why not just get one meal that can be portioned out for, for the three kids? Why do they all need their own individual meal? Most restaurants p- provide so much food that a child probably wouldn't be able to finish any finish it anyway. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, John, what are your take on today's three emails on the uh, <laughs> I, I've never been on a date where this has happened to me. Okay, never. Now I've been on dates where there's been some shenanigans, like, "Hey, I'm gonna go order like 15 drinks for me and my friends on your tab," type of stuff. But not when it gets to meals. You know what I'm saying? Like, you go to happy hour with your girl. Next thing you know, her friends show up, and you got you know a hundred dollar tab sitting there because her and her friends are trying to drink off you all night long. You know, I've been down that road, but not with the the meals to go tip I mean that's a new one on me but I think Montel was my favorite Montel wasn't playing dude yeah and TJ Max Friday's like my man <laughs> is that like a new restaurant or store I didn't even know about yeah Montel wasn't playing again I mean I'm mean, gonna go back to the you know he threw that extra in there about you know throwing and throwing and hitting her with the right left combo but I think that was just some macho stuff he was saying. I don't think he did that. He in the middle lands, too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he, in the, he in the middle lands, stripping in the middle lands. So, folks, that was emails. Hope you enjoyed them. Emails again. Holla. Smartshow.com. Holla. Smartshow.com. We are out. from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who was that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. the Gerald the Boss Man Show. We're joined by the head coach of the Cal State Northridge Matadors, Coach Mark Godfrey. Coach Godfrey, how are things out there in Cali, man? Wonderful. Sunshine and every day. So uh, it's all good. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, uh, I know you coached in the Southeast. Uh, you've been in Alabama, Murray State, NC State. So how's it feel to go back out to the West Coast where you got started at UCLA? Well, it's good. You know, I had a great seven years at UCLA. I'm familiar with uh, Southern California. Uh, 
you know, I've got a lot of friends, um, you know, a lot of friends in the business, a lot of just, you know, friends that I was close to when I was there. So it's kind of nice to reunite with everybody and uh, go from there. And I feel like, Coach, it's a good opportunity for you because, you know, like I said, you coached UCLA for seven years. You kind of know how the West Coast, you got some relationships out of high school coaches and of, of alike. So do you feel like with your connections, your familiarity, this will be kind of be, be an easy transition for you to coach out in the Big West Conference now because you kind of know the landscape already for the UCLA a little bit. I know it's a BCS conference, but you kind of know what goes on in the Big West as well. Well, I think it helps. I think, uh, you know, sometimes coaching, you know, we have – a short shelf life at times. And so the quicker you can get integrated, you know, it's better. And the fact that, you know, I was out there, I know a lot of the people in the, uh, you know, high school basketball world, the, the high school coaches, the AAU coaches, all those kind of guys. I think that's been a boost and a help for us already. We've signed a couple of good players. Uh, we'll release all that here pretty soon, but you know, I just think knowing people probably helps you get a little bit of a head start. You got there, right? Coach. I mean, it's just coach. Now what you've been out, out west now, where you look still look out towards southeast Atlanta, Florida, New York area, or you kind of want to recruit the region out, out southwest, northwest, kind of get the players out there? Well, I think that uh, wherever you are, you have to be open to recruit anywhere. Uh, you know, good players are all over the country. I also do think that, you know, there's 600 high schools in Southern California, and, uh, you know, there's a lot of kids there in L.A. and around L.A. and in the state of California, so I think that's got to be the priority first. But at the same time, uh, you know, I think you want to try to, you know, find a good player wherever you may get him. And, you know, I've coached in the SEC and the ACC and the Ohio Valley Conference. I've been all around the country. So I feel like, you know, I, I know people everywhere. And hopefully those contacts are going to help us get some good players. Yes, indeed. Now, Coach, you're trying to get on, on the court with those guys a little bit, kind of see what you have for returning to you. And how's that process been going for you? Well, anytime there's a coaching change, there's always a transition. And, uh, you know, we've we've worked our guys out, and uh, a couple of the young guys are pretty good. We've got the Big West uh, freshman of the year last year, uh, Terrell Gomez, and good little player and uh, really a good shooter. We've got a couple other guys that will be back. Uh, they lost a couple good players too, uh, you know, that, to graduation. But, you know, we were able to sign some guys. It's a transition from uh, the old staff to the new staff, and so there's always going to be a little bit of turnover there. And coach, now, now, how do you go about it yourself, trying to build relationships with those guys who are, who are returning? Because they, you didn't recruit those guys, but they, you're now their coach. And how do you get them to buy into you and your staff going forward? Well, I think what you got to do, or what we've tried to do, is spend a lot of time with the returning players, and you know they need to develop some trust in us. And uh, you know, obviously, uh, we just get, need to get to know each other. I think the best you can. And I think once that happens, then. You know, you got a chance just to build a relationship, and hopefully those guys would want to stay, and they need to get get to know our entire staff. And uh, you just kind of go from there. Now, Coach Godfrey, it has to be good for you and your staff that the NCAA kind of changed the rules a little bit to allow you guys to have more time on court with the guys in the summertime so you can more implement your style, spend more time with the guys on the floor and off the floor as well. Yeah, and that's what kids want. Good players want more time with their coaches. Um uh, you know, those those are good rules that are getting passed. You know, what we don't want as coaches is to be in a position where your players want to be in the gym. They want to work out. They want you know you to help them and coach them. It's it's the biggest difference between you know the NBA and college basketball. And I spent this last year at the Mavericks, and you know you get to see it firsthand how how much players are in the gym and how much coaching they're get year getting year round. And so for college basketball to 
move in that direction, I think it's a good thing because good players want to be coached. They want you to work them out. And so we've had a little bit more time this summer. We're going to get more time, which is great. I think that in the fall, because we want to be in the gym, we want to be in the gym with our players. That's why we do what we do. And uh, I think that's what they want as well. And coach, you could go again in the, in the, with the Mavericks. Oh, what are some things you learned from being around that organization? Kind of, kind of, kind of learning about their concepts, how, how they go about their daily business. You'll take what you now to help you at Cal State, Cal State now with your new, with your new, new team here. Well, I think that uh, you know every time, every different opportunity teaches you a lot, or at least gives you the chance to learn a lot. And I learned a lot this year. Uh, you know, obviously Rick Carlisle, I think, is one of the best coaches in the NBA. Getting to watch him and, and his staff and how they uh get prepared for games what they do in their practices kind of the way they build their team from the start of of a training camp and then you know i was also involved in the other side of it the front office side where you're getting to see the evaluation of players and how they went about evaluating and how they went about uh you know kind of uh you know doing their process the way they did it so there's always a lot to learn i thought it was a great experience for me uh just to kind of learn and see something a little bit different than i normally have now, Coach, how good is that kid, Dan Smith, going to be out there? Cause, I mean, that guy was amazing. Some, when I saw him a few times this year when I was on the road with the Hawks. I'm like, man, this, this guy can really play. So how, how good do you think this guy can be with, with the match going forward? Well, I think he's an elite-level guard, and uh, I'm glad that they drafted him. And he had a really good year. And, uh, you know, too, I think for, for young players, you know, he obviously needs some good players around him. I think for them, for, for Dennis, they have to – do a good job again in the draft this year, which they will. They're probably going to add some free agents in there that might help their team get better. But I thought that this year, you know, he showed uh, he showed him a lot. I think everyone in Dallas is excited about him. Uh, he's a terrific young person. So, um, you know, I just think his future is going to be really, really bright. Now, Coach, do you see yourself playing fast this year or a little bit more open this year because of, you know, where the game is going to, more so spread offenses, five motions, open open season out there and defending like crazy. So how do you see yourself playing, playing this year based on the personnel that you have so far? Well, here's the thing you got to remember. Now, there, there's always a reason sometimes the job is open. And, uh, you know, our team last year, I think out of 351 teams, uh, I think there was something like 340th in scoring. So we, we were one of the lowest scoring teams in the country. So that's going to change. And we're going to have a team that's going to score a little bit more, get up and down a little bit more, play a little bit more uh, freely offensively. Um, and I think that's going to be a big help for, for the guys that we have returning and then the guys that we have coming in. Now, Coach, one more about the NBA question for you. Being around the NBA, Coach, do you kind of see, see some of them rules like the 20-second shot clock, the advancing the ball in, in, in the games? Is that kind of some things you might want to see come down to college basketball to so make the game a little more exciting oh, at, 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 at the end, maybe? I, I would love it. I think I think the NBA – now, you got to remember, it's a little easier. The NBA's got 30 teams. You know, we got 350 in Division One basketball. So, it's easier for the NBA to – adjust rules make rules you know college basketball it's so cumbersome it's so hard you know it shouldn't be that hard but it is but uh i would love to see uh us have the ability to advance the ball uh at the end of the game i think that's a, a an amazing rule um uh, i like six fouls you know in the nba I, I think it keeps your best players in the game and uh you know that's that's what people come to watch i mean they want to see your best players and they want to see you know they don't want to see a guy get two fouls in the first half and he's got to sit for the you know rest of the half because you're trying to protect him of getting his third in the first half so those things there's there's a lot of them i think there's a lot of rules in the nba that are just so so much better 
And then, you know, sometimes college basketball, we get a little stubborn. You know, college basketball says, well, we don't want to be like the NBA. And, uh, you know, I would argue that with, with people in that I think the NBA, especially right now, and you look at playoff basketball, people are watching. They're watching every night. It's a great product. And so I think we can learn a lot uh, from how the NBA does some things. Yes, indeed. Because I feel like, Coach, when I'm from covering the Hawks so much as I do, and been around the Hawks. It's like when I, I watch a Georgia Tech game or a Georgia State game, I'm like, man, we, we can make this so much better if we use some of those rules. But if we see at the Hawks to be down here with these guys, because I'm like, man, you know, oh, it's too so. Yeah, it's, to me, it's, it's so much better. old school. And, 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 and so old school to me, Coach, I'm like, we need to come move forward and progress. We're the only game where we don't have quarters. We don't really advance. So I feel like we need to come together and do what's good for the game and, and make the game more appealing to more people than just who are junk, junkies like you and you and I are, you know. Well, and I, and I think what happens is exactly what you're saying right there. I think one of the reasons sometimes college basketball doesn't is that they just say in their mind that we don't want to do like, – we don't want to be a copycat. We don't want to do them. But I would argue to say sometimes you need to be. And sometimes, uh, you know, uh, you need to make some changes in that regard, okay? So I'm with you. I agree with you. I think that's the way we need to do it. Yes, indeed. And, Coach, I'll touch a little out there about my – my days in OVC being close, being close to Coach Fekiello and TSU. So using the OVC, Coach, I know for me personally, I love seeing you guys play and playing playing against P. So if you use OVC, what was the biggest rivals for Murray State when you played there? And what, what road arenas you, you, you got love to go in and get going in and get you a win and conference play and, and laugh about it on the bus trip back there? I bet that was Murray. Well, there's great ones all the time. And, uh, you know, well, I had some great, great rivalries when I was at Murray State and Tennessee State. We would go down there and the band would be playing and it'd be loud and everybody having fun. And sometimes you miss that a little bit. And then, you know, I was in the SEC. We had great rivalries there. You know, Alabama and Auburn, Alabama, Kentucky, Alabama, Mississippi State. Those were spectacular. And then North Carolina State, you know, we had some great, great times. You know, winning in uh, the Dean Dome is, is a lot of fun. Winning at Cameron indoors is a lot of fun. Um, so, anyway, I've been able to be a part of a lot of really fun things like that. Then, Coach, that's what I got for you, Coach. I know it's been real, real busy for you, recruiting like crazy, having people come to talk to you and the new coach in town. So, what's a typical day like for you, Coach, when you get to the office? You got to do a lot of recruiting calls, a lot of university meetings, meeting with the players and staff. How, how's your day typically go for you, Coach? Well, I think when you take a job in college basketball, especially, there's so much to do. There's so much to do. And, uh, you know, from academics and figuring out where your players are academically, getting to know the new players. And then you got to spend a lot of time recruiting. And, uh, you know, that's the one thing in the NBA. You know, there's a lot of time evaluating players, but, you know, you don't have to recruit them. You just get to pick them or sign them. And, you know, maybe with free agency, you got to recruit them a little bit. But college basketball takes so much more time you know, every day and uh, having kids on campus and going through unofficial visits and having kids, you know, understand what your program's about. Uh, we have some facility challenges at our place. Our university's getting ready to build a brand new arena and a practice facility. And there's a lot of time spent with that. Uh, so anyway, it's a, it's a full day every day. And, uh, you know, you just got to kind of wake up and say you're going to tackle it and go do it. Yes, and Coach Garfrey, it's been a pleasure to have you on the show. Like I said, I've been a fan of yours for years. Good to talk to you. We'll talk to you again in the fall before the thing kids gets going, Coach. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one, man.
My name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Fantasy football season is fast approaching. And if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers. Yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. <laughs> 